1: Visit roberthalf.com today.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pixies Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Welcome to December. We've made it. It's Tuesday, December the 1st. By the time you're listening to this, because it's happening as we record it. And this is your week 12 Monday Night Football Recap. Somehow, this won't be the last recap of a Week 12 game we have because it's 2020. This is how it works. We don't think it's going to magically change back in 2021. It would be nice if it did. Um, we have Raven Steelers coming up on Wednesday night. Excuse me, Wednesday afternoon. 340? We think.
1: There's still a chance this game gets postponed to March. Let's
2: not pretend like that can't happen. Sure. This game so is this- supposed to happen on Thanksgiving night. It's now happening on a Wednesday afternoon in December.
0: It is actually going to be a primetime game in London. That'll be the first primetime game. Really? for the game. people of London on weeknight. Yeah, They deserve or, that. Or England or.
2: or is it time know. to open up the can of worms? It is the Roger Goodell engineered the pandemic just to put football on a prime time in primetime. I was
1: waiting. I heard that on <laughs> my sports <laughs> and on site and I heard that same theory. Sports I knew it. I was QAnon. waiting for Brinson to spout it out. So obviously, what,
2: John, obviously John Breach and Ryan Wilson here to recap Eagles and uh who they play? Seahawks. Eagles lost, didn't matter. <laughs> uh Eagles and Seahawks. I'm just kidding. It's um it's a weird week in football. It feels like I don't want to go too off the edge here. It does feel like we're teetering a little bit.
0: Which right? teetering uh schedule wise or teetering football at all wise?
2: Uh both.
0: Yeah, ske- I mean schedule when I say schedule wise, I mean in terms of the teams that are sort of playing their way out of playoff contention and then
2: oh no no i meant like i, Peter, I think he's like, talking
1: about the fact like that football m- might stop happening right about yeah. the fact that the broncos had to play with zero quarterbacks that the 49ers have been kicked out of their stadium and that the ravens and Steelers have been postponed 17 times everyone
2: with that brinson i'm basically yes, Clinton, now we have a we're headed towards a triple header next monday but now it's a double header Monday into a single header on Tuesday with the option for a double header on Tuesday if something goes wrong. It's
1: a lot of bonus podcasts. The listeners, this is our uh, cyber Monday special. We're just throwing out the bonus <laughs> podcasts with all these games.
2: Uh, of course we do appreciate everyone listening. If you listen and you like the podcast rate, subscribe and review everyone who's hung with us and jumped on board amid the pandemic, amid a wild and crazy 2020 season. We love you. We appreciate it. Uh, apologies. Didn't win any didn't win you any money. Well, maybe. I mean, didn't win any money on the props off the uh the the Monday night football preview. Mike McClure and I loved uh Chris Carson overs, carries and rush yards. He ended up with eight carries for 41 yards, despite the Seahawks leading basically the entire time. The reminder there is Pete Carroll's a liar. It's that's on me. I fell for it. I lost a bunch there too. Carson did score a touchdown, so that was good, but Carlos Hyde out carried him 15 to 8. He Carroll is the ultimate liar. It's unbelievable. And I would say that, like he could be a there could be no bigger liar, except we heard repeatedly that Jalen Hurts was going to get first team. He got first team reps all week. He was going to see 20% of the plays. He came in for one play and threw one pass, despite Carson Wentz being just awful. And, uh, the Seahawks beat the Eagles 23 to 17. Do, uh, you know what? Should I go to Debo first here?
0: Yeah, just to Uh-oh, recap. Yeah, yeah, just to recap, uh, on the last Sunday night podcast I thing, I said the giant, I was on the Giants.
2: No, actually I have a recording of what you said, huh? Oh, God. The Cowboys will be 3-3 after they win tonight, and they have a
0: path to nine wins. <laughs> that's, that's right. Breach, that's Breach imitating me. Cause Breach is on the Cowboys, I'm on the Giants, uh, you're on the, on the football team, right? Is that right, Brinson?
1: Yeah, no, we, no, 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 I'm on Washington. Yeah, I'm on the football team. Yeah, and, and Debo's on the Eagles. You know what's yeah. funny is who do you think feels the best right now about their chances? If I had to rank it, I would go Brinson, yeah. me, yes. yeah. uh, Debo and then Wilson cause the no. Daniel Jones injury.
0: Daniel Jones is going to play, but anyway, uh, that's, no I, he's
1: not. He's done, man. He's got a hamstring, man. If he's playing, he's 50%. Yeah. The report out there is
2: like, he's going to miss sometime. He's fine. Anyway, I want to oh, say up- Darius Slay, by the way, after the game, he got destroyed by, Davis, by uh, D.K. Beck half, but I lost every 50-50 ball. I let the team down. I got to play better.
0: Ouch. He should have sent that from Carson Wentz's Twitter account. Anyway, sorry. Let Diva right. speak. I just want to set up who was who. Well,
2: right, Diva, my my
3: first statement. I'm just gonna update right, the you odds. It, yeah, yeah, just, no, good. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna update update the odds real quick that we talk about on a weekly basis with the NFC East. These from William Hill. The Giants actually lead now at plus two hundred. Washington Football Team plus two twenty. Eagles down to plus two forty, and the Cowboys at plus five hundred. The updated odds after the Eagles' mm. loss. Uh, the Eagles were minus money on, on Sunday night, but the underdog, clear underdog against the Seahawks. Um, so I don't know what changes there. I don't know. What, what, what do you want me to say? The, the, I think context matters. Carson <laughs> Wentz has been horrible this season. There's, there's no way around that. I do think context matters. He has been very bad. There's, there's no pass. There's, there are some circumstances around him that I think contribute to his poor play, but, but it's been bad. I'm not ready to write off his career. He's been elite at times. He's been very bad at times. A, a bad season does not mean we cancel his career. In my mind, I don't know if that's where this discussion is headed. Who has well, to be I, on their way out in Philadelphia? Roseman, Peterson. Whoa, Wentz. whoa, whoa! Yeah, look whoa. what I'm doing there.
2: Whoa, whoa! All right, all right. Hold on. Let's let's. Uh, Are you reacting
3: because I said those names, or because I'm saying their last names and not their first names? <laughs>
1: Wait, can I ask Debo one question? Debo, at what point tonight did you know the Eagles were going to lose? Was it after the fourth straight three and out to start the game, or the fifth straight three and out to start the game?
2: I, you know, you, you know me. He like, didn't think they were losing until that a, eternal, until that I onside know.
1: kick didn't, didn't until <laughs> Peterson didn't <laughs> kick a field goal. Oh, I
3: was
2: like, let's go, Jake. Let's get this onside kick. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't he kick the field goal? Uh, why, you know. you, okay, all right, all right. Let's 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 unpack this a little bit and we will get to the Seahawks in a second, but the Eagles are the story here because Carson Wentz at one point had four passing yards and 20 rushing yards. The offensive line is in shambles. Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, who's a stud, played through like 17 different injuries and just couldn't take it anymore and had to – he said that his ankle was, I believe, quote, hollowed out and just finally had to call the dogs off and step away from the season. Jason Peters, who is – Think
0: he's the same age as Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger.
2: I was going to say he's as old as Breach. And he's probably as old as Breach. They're the same age. Like he's he's old enough to be Debo's uncle.
0: And he feels like you and Breach in the morning when you get out of bed. But the, the difference is he has to play left so I, tackle. And, block. and he's like,
2: I'm going to move to guard because I'm so immobile that I can't play tackle. One of the uh, probably a Hall of Fame tackle or at least close to it. Their offensive line is a disaster. Carson, the, the, but but. I felt like a, during the broadcast, the problem with this game at this time in this slot is that it doesn't get written off as a like a Sunday one o'clock game where Carson Wentz stinks again. It's like all right, we'll just move on to the next NFC East game. It's it was a real indictment of Carson Wentz as a quarterback for the short and long haul.
0: Let me add one he thing was though. Awful. I thought he played better in the third quarter, but here's also what sure. was awful: the the offensive line clearly some shambles. Why in God's name you're benching Travis Fulgham for Alshon Jeffrey, I don't understand. Uh, speaking of Breach and, and Brinson, you guys can get separation better than Alshon Jeffrey. The play calling was absolute dog doo doo. Doug, Doug,
2: what, Doug is.
0: I don't know what Doug is doing. Off, off so of, They are not helping Carson Wentz is my, my issue. We talked yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday we talked all the time. Um, who were talking? Oh, Mitch Trubisky, if he were in Kansas City, you guys loved him a little more than I did. And Matt, Carson Wentz would not be this terrible in Kansas City is my point.
1: Well, oh, no, of course not.
0: How, yeah, that's my point. How many quarterbacks,
3: considering the circumstances, would kind of overcome everything that Carson Wentz has to deal with? I think it's limited to one hand. Not, not to oh. say that Carson hasn't played.
0: It's limited to one finger. Maybe Patrick Mahomes.
3: Well, who I,
2: else? I don't think Patrick Mahomes is coming Tom, out of college and overcoming this.
0: No, like this year, example. Tom Brady is literally. I think dead. Russell,
2: Russell Wilson would.
0: Okay, I'll give you those two. But like Tom Brady, they think, Tom think Aaron
1: Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, maybe.
0: Yeah. but not for as long because he's older and he's, not, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers when they start losing, like Aaron Rodgers quits at halftime if they're down by two touchdowns.
2: Right, so
1: I think I the think Eagles this, are never down by two touchdowns. They're always in every game.
2: This is what bugs me more than anything. It's like, you're watching like, what is Doug Peterson doing? Why is he not just running mesh every play? Well, and Runs that's the crossing thing routes, every play, give Carson Wentz easy opportunities. And I think this is ultimately the problem. Doug wants to run his offense. And Carson doesn't want to run Doug's offense. Carson Problem. Wentz wants to be a Carson Wentz quarterback and he's hell bent on extending plays and forcing throws into spots. He, he, and he, and he, they're not on the same page at all. It's, and we can talk about the offensive line. We can talk about the weapons that we want. They had enough weapons out there tonight where there's no excuse, right? Yeah, Dallas got played play great. Yeah. Dallas got Jalen Rager's a stud. Miles Sanders is a, a, a second round pick. Rager's a first round pick, obviously. Got him to high pick, second round pick. T- Travis Fulgrim, we're not gonna, you know, Greg Ward, whatever. Those guys aren't, aren't monsters or anything, but like, he has weapons. Is, He's better weapons than Cam Newton in New England. Is Jalen Rager a stud? Yeah, I think Jalen the, Rager's good. That's okay. the
0: question. Is he a stud? Because... Now,
2: we can also talk it? about the revenge factor of Howie Roseman taking JJ Rager Whiteside over DK Metcalf.
0: Yeah, you you're picking the revenge thing. I don't think that was that was the least of Howie's concerns on on Monday night. And there DK was a,
2: Metcalf would be a a net plus for the Eagles right now. Yeah,
0: he would, but I don't think like that's not motivating DK
2: Metcalf. I think DK is just dominating. That's, I mean, Tom Brady routinely talks about how he wants to burn everyone who passed on him to the yeah, ground. Yeah, but Tom or,
0: Brady or, also cried in a documentary 15 years after the fact. About how he got passed it's over. Cause he's emotional. Game.
2: Yeah, but he look, but he, he's like, these six teams picked quarterbacks over me. You don't think that DK Metcalf's like, these eight teams picked wide receivers? Yeah. Like, no,
0: I'm sure like he, when he wakes up in the morning, he's reading his what I got to do today calendar, like motivations at the top of it. But I don't think it, it it's every living moment for him. Yeah.
1: It's but just, then when he watches Eagle, the Eagles highlights or plays against them like he did tonight, how happy do you think he is that he didn't get he drafted by the his his Eagles? Career
2: high in receiving yards against one of the teams that drafted like, I, yeah, I mean, I think, this is. I think he, I I am a spiteful person. What what what? I'm sure back. that I, I, I firmly believe that people are motivated by spite. I I think DK Metcalf in the,
0: in the I, short term. It's it's a lot of work to be motivated by spite in the full in, uh, like over the long haul. But maybe <laughs> maybe you mastered that.
2: It helps. It helps if you're a professional athlete who needs to manufacture your chips on your shoulder. But
1: anyway, uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. You know, that's right. More Rogers spite.
2: More spite. Uh, Tom Brady's entire career is built on chips on his shoulder. Anyway,
0: but it, let me just say this: Tom Brady could be as spiteful as he wants to be, and even Aaron Rodgers to some extent, because age. Uh, that spite ain't gonna gonna manifest itself in the wins playing on this. They were the Eagles' quarterback this year.
2: Uh, the, this is a twelve-win team with Russell Wilson. I think
0: you are absolutely what? drunk. Thank you.
2: Twelve. <laughs> the the was, Eagles. They would win. You have a – Twelve.
0: They would win four times as many games as they're winning with Carson Wentz, is what you're saying, with this exact same roster makeup.
2: The, the Eagles are have already locked up the NFC East with Russell Wilson instead of Carson Wentz, absolutely.
1: Oh, easy. Any of the teams in the NFC East Wait, have already we, locked up the NFC East with Russell Wilson. He
0: said 12 wins. There's a huge disparity between Russell Wilson as your quarterback and winning the well, NFC If you
2: East. got Russell Wilson, you get to play the, the, the Washington team twice, the Dallas team twice. And, and then you get to play the Seahawks, quarterbacked by Carson
1: Wentz. Right. That's a free win, too
0: you guys again once again
1: or but will shit. you admit
3: it the, the the circumstances and the injuries and, and just being gutted i get russell wilson is levels and levels above carson wentz but he's still dealing with just a, a terrible situation and is, we saw is, that th-
2: is russell Wilson's situation that much better than carson wentz's
3: yes uh yeah i mean would i like to have tyler lockett and, and dk metcalf and even like the, the Seahawks offensive line being what it is, I would take Go that. Check out. on
2: Tyler Lockett's uh, yeah. stats tonight. What do you have? He had uh yeah, but who because DK Metcalf uh, was out there, three That's catches why. for 23 yards. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Oh, oh. So in other words, less than Boston Scott. So you're saying?
0: Do you want to compare season stats for Tyler Lockett and the? Let's the do that
2: next. Eagles right, or, right, right, Fine. Him? Fine. The Eagles are a 10 win team if you put Russell Wilson on them instead of Carson Wentz. No,
0: they're not.
2: Are you nuts? If everyone's Russell healthy Wilson this year, Russell Wilson routinely overcomes a terrible offensive line, a terrible like running game, and he just wins games. Yes, absolutely. Eagles win ten games with Russell Wilson instead of Car- Carson Wentz. Carson I'll agree, Wentz, I'll agree with ten, but 25 for two hundred fifteen yards and two touchdowns, one of which was a deflected like like flop into Richard Rodgers' lap at the end of the game in a meaningless shot. It's still Carson Wentz can't hit the brawls out of a barn right now. Russell Wilson is throwing deep balls left and right on anybody. Jalen Rager is a thousand-yard receiver with Car- with Russell Wilson. Oh my gosh, this guy's this guy's. Are you all? Have you guys lost your? Wh- why is the whole world rushing to defend Carson Wentz? Why? Outside of
0: Dan Orlovsky, I don't think anyone is rushing to defend Carson Wentz.
2: The entire broadcast did it on Monday night. You're doing was, it right now. No, You're I'm like, not. Uh, I'm
0: saying that Russell Wilson wouldn't win 12 games or 10 games. I think eight. Eight and eight seems more eight, eight, eight ten.
2: Russell Wilson's never gone eight and eight in his life. Why would he go <laughs> eight and eight magically? Because he's got what, like a, a Super Bowl
0: winning head coach. So, using your logic, he should just play for the Jets, and the Jets will magically be a good football team.
2: That's what you say. The Jets would win six games with Russell Wilson, I think.
1: Well, I, the reason I agree with Brenton is because I think if Russell Wilson played for the Eagles, they would sweep the NFC East. That's six games right there. <laughs> All they have to do is go four and they six, and the other ten, and they get the ten two. wins. He's not sweeping the NFC East. They're sweeping the NFC East. Su- right. Grow up. And they're winning all six games, right? Three <laughs> touchdowns.
0: The it. reason you're agreeing with Brenton is because of Stockholm Syndrome. That's the no, year no,
1: year. no, no. I disagreed on the 12 wins. I don't think they get the 12 wins with Russell Wilson. I think 10 is fair.
0: We're early in the Stockholm Syndrome. Two more weeks. R- we'll Russell
2: Wilson weeks. on the Eagles is we, – we've already – like Jalen Hurts is playing because they've already locked up the NFC East. And the funny right. thing is, remember, there's Carson Wentz is playing awful football right now. There's God, that I whole that. story
1: that the Eagles wanted to draft Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people did. In retrospect, look, I, the Eagles are winning the division handstand down with Russell Wilson. I did twelve wins, and I'm not even sure about ten wins. That's all I'm saying. Okay,
2: so you give him nine wins.
0: I'm going to go size eight, eight, seven, and one. You lost
2: your my, Russell Wilson has never won less than eight win eight games. Eight seven. The Eagles' defense is not bad. They tied the Bengals. In but because scenario. Doug Peterson sucks right now, but Russell Wilson is overcoming Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer. He will overcome Doug Peterson, who is a Super Bowl winning head coach.
1: And, and not oh. even eight games. Russell Wilson has never won less than nine yes. games. It's, it, what are you talking about? He's going to
2: win. He's going to go eight and eight with his Eagles team. This Eagles team is fine. Carson Wentz sucks right now. They're not fine. He can't think... is he had he drew a, the PI down the field to Goddard. That was a freebie touchdown. All you have to do is put any air under it. 75% of NFL quarterbacks who are on rosters right now can make that throw. And Carson Wentz underthrew him by five or six yards. Does Mike Glennon make that throw? Absolutely. Mike Glennon has that in the bag all day long. You have that in the bag,
0: Breach. Mike Glennon does. Trubisky does not. I'll give you that. Trubisky makes that throw. He didn't make it
2: last night. There's a crossing route, same thing to Goddard, where he hit the defender in the head. I don't know what's wrong with Wentz right now. Whether in his defense, topics. he got
0: absolutely smoked, and I—I I think huh? Brian Brian Greasy said, "Yeah, you got to step up in the pocket." Well, oh, you can, but you're leaving it in a body bag. So I understand if you underthrow that one by a half yard. I get that. You know, Greasy,
2: <laughs> Greasy's like, "Sure, this guy might not complete," you know. 97% of his passes, but he's willing to take a, ch- a helmet to the chest. It's like, well, that's that's great. So, well, yeah, Brinson, it's, it's funny because awesome. you
1: mentioned earlier that you thought this game was kind of an indictment on Carson Wentz, and I absolutely agree with that, but I also thought it was an equally bad indictment on Doug Peterson. I thought 100%. this was on display to the country. We always hear about it, that the, the whole entire division so bad. The Eagles might be the best team in this division, and everyone just got to see just total incompetence on display from Carson Wentz from Doug Peterson. And the thing is, when you don't have any protection from your offensive line, why are you throwing it 45 times? We are talking about the Eagles started this game going three and out on their first five possessions. They only totaled four yards on those five possessions. That's, their first, the, Do the their math. First,
2: That's 0.2 yards per play.
1: 0.2, 0.2 yards per play. And eight of it, I think was on a run uh, for miles Sanders, which was the uh, Philly's longest run of the game. Our Carson went to the 20 yard scramble. So, uh, but the point here is that so on those drives, their first ten plays, they only called two runs. Like they just give up on the run before it even starts. They're trying to sling the ball, and when half your offensive line's injured, your guard's playing with a broken toe, and your quarterback is happy feet and air mails every pass, you can't throw the ball forty-five times. And that's on Doug Peterson for coming with these cockamamie game plans that just aren't going to work. What's Carson Wentz supposed to do? So I would it, both agree.
2: I think Doug Peterson is. Equally at fault here with Carson Wentz, and and the problem is that it, that's the, what Breach is saying, though, isn't it? Is uh, that what I'm saying? That's what Breach is
0: saying. Doesn't he agree with that?
2: No, I, okay. yeah, I agree with your. You
1: said that they need to separate. Carson Wentz doesn't seem to gel with what Doug Peterson. Carson trying Wentz to and do. Doug
2: Peterson don't work together. Yes, but Carson Wentz wants to. Do, I think maybe it's maybe it's even the case of right now Doug Peterson is trying to design a uh, an offensive system that caters to Carson Wentz's skill set, and that doesn't work with what Doug Peterson's skill set is as an offensive play caller. Like, I think you mentioned, would Carson Wentz be good in Philadelphia? I mean, in in Kansas City. And I think, yes, he would be, because, you know, there's tons of weapons. But I'm not sure that Carson Wentz is the quarterback that Andy Reid would draft. Does that make sense? Like, he he holds the ball a ton, He wants to make playground plays. Let me
0: ask, let me ask Debo this because I don't remember 2017. How was Carson West? I would imagine he got the ball out quicker.
3: Yeah. I mean, he, he did everything better. He did everything right. He was the, the MVP through 13 weeks. And then since then it's, it's been a decline. I, you guys are bringing up Kansas City. I wanted to bring up. R.J. White tweeted this out during the game, and I thought this was interesting. It even shocked me a little bit. He, but he said, trade Wentz to the Colts for a first-round pick in the offseason. He gets to reunite with Reich, Frank Reich. Uh, you get to shed that contract and pick up a much-needed asset for a rebuilding offense. I, I love Carson Wentz. I've defended him. I think he will regain his form. Probably not this year, but I'm not, I'm not dead on him for, for the rest of his career, like I said. But a
0: first round pick even surprised me a little bit when I read that. Yeah, you're, dri- you're driving him Indianapolis to offer a first round pick. Yeah.
2: You got a first round pick. Well, I don't know about that.
0: No. Are you crazy? No way.
1: Uh, I mean, if Frank, Reich no, I really likes, no way if Frank Reich likes him enough, I don't think that's crazy because the Colts going to be picking in, in the bottom twenties. It's going to not going to be a high pick. Okay.
2: Would you rather you're, have, he's going a first round picks too much or too little?
1: No, I'm saying if, if I'm Frank Reich and I personally, still believe in Carson Wentz. I'm giving up a 25th overall pick for Carson Wentz. It's probably I'm all they want.
0: I'm saying this way too much because here's the conversation. Hey, how about a first round pick and some change for Matthew Stafford or a
2: first round pick for Carson Wentz? Well, I mean, I hate to break it to you guys. Philip Rivers has been way better than oh, Carson Wentz we this year. Okay.
1: Philip Rivers, if he, he has been I and mean, be 16. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean,
3: yes. Phillip
2: Rivers Philip Rivers. <laughs> Rivers oh, he's been. got
3: 12 wins. If he's on the Eagles,
2: I know. <laughs> Philip Rivers would be terrible with the Eagles team because (laughs) the the offensive line is awful. But Philip Rivers has been way better than Carson Wentz this year. Yeah, he's not. We're just saying
1: the situation. Carson Wentz would have an offensive line in Indianapolis. He'd have weapons. I I think he would do well there.
2: Now you're teetering on a discussion of is Doug Peterson a problem? I don't
0: think that's teetering. I think it's pretty clear that he's a problem. I
2: mean, is Doug Peterson a bad coach?
0: When Frank Reich left, we've had this conversation before. Debo's brought it up. When I've asked him, Frank Reich left and things took a sharp turn. South, so
2: and John D'Filippa. So I, yeah. I mean, I don't.
3: I've said it before too. I don't like the lack of offensive coordinator. Just have someone in that role as a head coach. You're doing a lot of things across the organization. We made that analogy before. Have have someone in in that role. I don't think right. this is Doug's last season. I think he's done great things. He's he's made the playoffs in the past three years. I think people forget that a little bit. A uh, coach with that resume should be allowed to have a a down season, which it is. There's there's bad circumstances,
2: but he's been really bad. He's been very but, bad. And it, by the way, I, I think. By the way, sorry. At the end of the game tonight, you can't.
0: By the way, me with your. By the way, go ahead. I
2: didn't mean to do that, but I was going to say at the mm-hmm. end of the game tonight, the Eagles are down eleven. It's fourth and four. They've averaged three point one yards per play. And Doug Peterson went for it and had Carson Wentz. I I I guess he didn't call the. Play the end zone. I don't know. They why didn't you kick the field goal there?
0: So I he, mentioned Dan Arlovsky earlier, who is the kick the field goal. Britt Princeton saying, Arlovsky is the ESPN. He's a longtime NFL uh, quarterback, and he's a Philly guy. He's a he, podcast. He's he's a friend of the podcast. I sat next to him on the plane going to the Nashville draft.
2: No, he was actually on
0: the
1: podcast this off season.
0: That's what I just said. He's a friend of the podcast. Anyway, he tweeted. What what breach?
1: I was just say just to just to be clear, Brinson's point. There was thirteen thirty three left in the game. It was twenty to nine, and so the field goal. Do, how do you not
2: kick that field goal?
1: You, you cut it to twenty to twelve. Even the analytics people who hate field goals, <laughs> like, anal- all analytics people hate field goals, and they were saying you kick the field. This was a no brainer. This was that easy layup as far as kicking field goals go. Okay, that's it.
0: So yeah, Arlovsky, who has Back made to
2: Ryan's playing right with yeah. <laughs>
0: And then I ordered a drink and we started talking. So tonight he tweeted because he's a huge defender of Carson Wentz and, and um, he's an Eagles. Like, I imagine Order
2: getting a pass on this egg of a season by Wentz, by the way, for Dan.
0: But here's the thing. Here's what he tweeted short, shortly after the game. Carson Wentz wasn't good enough tonight. That's a big admission by Dan Orlovsky. Then he also said uh, Sanders only had eight touches. Um, inexcusable all caps. Wentz was taken out of the pocket one time. Inexcusable all caps. The quarterback led the team in rushing. The, the offensive line gave up six sacks. A lot of drops, zero creativity, zero winners outside. Which we talked about the receivers getting open, terrible game management. So I think that points to to Doug as well. So he's pointing the fingers at um, not even the the usual suspects, the people that he usually tries to prop up. So if he's off the ship, things are. Dying. He's been off the
2: ship since week three. This ship is this this is the Titanic crashing to the iceberg, and it's insane because this team won the Super Bowl in 2017. Yeah, but
0: we've seen teams take take turns. Good football
2: Yeah, team. It reminds me a little bit of the Ravens. But it's, I mean, the
0: 49ers are not good this year. They were in the Super Bowl last year, but they've had a ton of injuries. And, that's, and no one's poor. Sure. But I mean, my point is that, yeah, the, the, you know, it's understandable that this team is struggling, but the way they're struggling, the way the 49ers are struggling compared to the way the Eagles are struggling are diametrically opposed because All, every, everyone has every faith that Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. I think very few people have that faith with Doug Peters.
2: Well, I would say that if you <laughs> Scroll back to February eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. Here's a headline from ESPN. Why one Super Bowl win has Eagles thinking dynasty.
0: Yeah, but I mean we probably wrote some of those stories too, because we read every story. I'm scared like
2: I wrote one of those too.
0: I was gonna say. I mean, we probably said that about the Rams after they they got their doors blown off. Oh,
2: here's here's a good one. From is this Kevin Clark? Or Mays. Super Bowl recap. The Eagles were built to dethrone the Patriots dynasty. That's actually not inaccurate. But and the- then Frank Reich left. So I mean that
0: that just shows you how important. It's impossible to keep all. We well, are people- a whole lot of credit to Frank Wright
2: because I said he was a top ten coach and y'all laughed at me. I don't remember that. That happened, Devo. You know that
1: happened.
3: Yeah, you, you said he was way better than Mike Tomlin. I was-
1: <laughs> Is <laughs> Doug Peterson a better coach than Sean McVay? No. <laughs>
2: I know. Shout but, out the bleep. That's a laugh riot.
0: Oh, oh yeah, you know? I didn't. I didn't even get that, but yeah, I don't think anyone would. I'm sure, even um, Cody Benjamin
2: you
1: know what though, looking back at, uh, kind of how this game went down. Let me, let me finish my thought. Oh yeah. I, I thought you, the story was done. And no, Cody <laughs> was Benjamin, a big yada, yada, yada. I know. <laughs> we'll I think, Cody, up
2: the Spearmint Rhino. I
0: think, our, I think our, yeah, I think our co-worker, Cody Benjamin, who's an Eagles fan would agree that Sean McVay's had a much better season than Doug Peterson. That's not point. go ahead, Rich.
2: Cody is, Cody, Cody is, Cody is a, an Eagles fan. I haven't seen him, like, i seen a, it's a WWE. He's, be, he's
0: very upbeat about the Eagles prospects right. in general.
2: Right, I keep waiting for this term from Debo and it won't happen. Like the, like the the twist from Debo where he's like, that's it, I'm out on Doug, how he's dead to me, I Carson think, can eat it. I'm waiting for that, uh,
3: I was, uh, I'm waiting for that mathematical elimination and then even when that happens, I just, I just turn my sights to Jamar Chase, which they'll pass on for,
2: Rondale Moore and, and Debo, you're in the NFC East. Uh, you can't be L- L- mathematically L- L- eliminated L- until week uh, 17. Uh, uh, the Sixers thing. I was like, who is this basketball player?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's where they are at. He's going to save the save the. the but I don't... think
2: I do. I do think that wide receiver thing that that is like they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson and Arsego Whiteside over DK Metcalf. That's in back-to-back years. That's a really like, I think Howard Roseman is one of the best general managers in football. Those are two bad blunders at wide receiver.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing about DK and I, I've sort of talked about this before. He had that neck injury and people didn't know if he was going to be healthy. So we talk about the three cone drill and that's, 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 he was, he was in
2: everybody's top 10 and that's in at, out of the
0: combine Wilson. No, that's right. He ran four, three, but there were concerns. Like I don't, I don't care about the – when I'm looking at these guys, I don't care how injured they are. But, I mean, that's a legit concern if you're spending money on guys. So I understand that. But it's hard to to explain why J.J. White that sucks. Um, I think a lot of people thought he was a second-round pick, and the Eagles weren't alone in that. They just struggled with that pick. And what was the other one that you mentioned?
2: Oh, that's yeah, right. Rager,
0: Rager and Justin Jefferson. Again,
2: I mean, that one was – Justin Jefferson went 22. I mean, he went after Henry Ruggs. He went after Jerry Judy. He yeah, but like everyone and their brother had the Eagles connected to Justin Jefferson.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And you it know, was I...
2: like, it was like a freebie. And then he went, did how he went Rager instead. And Rager hadn't been bad. He's been hurt, but Jefferson is a, like competing with Justin Herbert for rookie of the year. Jalen Rager was very explosive at TCU. Um, jo- Justin Jefferson would be helping the, this Eagles teammate a lot more than Jalen Rager. L-
3: little, little plug here. Uh, Justin Jefferson joined Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden tonight on all things covered available now. Anywhere podcasts are found, he was shocked that he was the fifth wide receiver taken, and and we brought up that that Eagles pick the pick he before. He didn't
0: know, or he, I mean, that, he, he went that light. He waited that.
3: He
2: went that light. Oh, in oh, I forget Pat. He's yeah. an LSU guy. so that's
3: Yes, all that. yes. In, in, I in, keep uh,
2: wondering who gets these guests for the show. It's, it's like, all me, Will. <laughs> Do we get these guests for my show? Uh, I mean, uh, our show.
3: But 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 yeah, he was. I mean, just he, he was pretty shocked that the Eagles passed on him himself.
2: Ooh. Some good content coming out of there? Yeah, of course. Loggable content? He
3: thinks he's the rookie of the year.
2: Yeah, he should. He's doing great. It's like 6-1 right now.
3: I um, was
0: actually legitimately excited when he came on the set of the Combine. I was very excited that he measured 6-1 or whatever and weighed 215 and ran a 4-4. Four, 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 four the, the,
2: the twist for me has been that he, I mean, not that he couldn't be productive outside. I always thought he could. But he was so productive in the slot his final year at LSU. I thought that he would need to be in three wide receiver sets to dominate. I, I asked that him that. That's not the case.
0: I asked him that. I said, um, so, you know, he play a lot of slot, blah, blah, blah. He goes, my year before I played a lot outside. I'm not worried about it at all. I was like,
2: all right. Who, who's that for you?
0: Um, we did the thing again. Do we need to take a
2: break, Debo or
3: no? Nah, let's just skip it. Let's talk a little. I'm, I'm done talking Eagles. Let's talk Seahawks.
2: No, well, I'm saying. Do we need to take a break? We're let's Seahawks. skip it. Yeah. Let's, let's skip the break. Debo's feeling it. <laughs> uh, so the Seahawks won the game. DK Metcalf, career high receiving yards, 177. Hello. Uh, Russell Wilson, 230 passing yards. as a substantial percentage to DK. Chris Carson, eight carries, 41 yards and a touchdown. Pete Carroll's a liar. A liar. Carlos Hyde, 15 carries, 22 yards. What are you doing? Why are you dragging this carcass known as Carlos Hyde out there? We could have been lighting up the Eagles defense with Chris Carson winning my prop bets, Pete, I digress. Uh, Tyler Lockett did nothing. How do we feel about the Seahawks? I
1: feel a lot better about them because where did this defense come from? I mean, the first 10 weeks of the season, Russell Wilson was like getting surgery on his back because he literally had to carry this team. He had no defense. They were on pace to give up more than 7,000 yards. They just look absolutely horrible. All of a sudden, we saw it in their last game against the Cardinals. A slowdown, Kyler Murray held the Cardinals offense in check. And at the time, I think the Cardinals were putting up the most yardage per game in the NFL. They are not anymore because they are uh, in a rut. And then this game, they sacked Carson Wentz six times. They I'm, We know the Eagles' offensive line is bad, but the Seahawks' defense was bad, so there was no reason to think they were just going to dominate, and that's exactly what they did. Before that fluky final drive with the Hail Mary touchdown, the Seahawks had held the Eagles to under 200 total yards. Jamal Adams played great, and to be honest, both of the Eagles' touchdowns in this game were fluke. Not only did we have the Hail Mary, but the one before the end of the first half came because the refs, I have no idea what the refs did, but on, on a play that should have been intentional grounding and a 20-yard loss, uh, Carson went through the ball out of bounds when he's being rushed. The ref said that the ball got to the line of scrimmage. It was three yards short. It was not close at all. It should have been intentional grounding. It wasn't. Uh, and then the Eagles ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. So I thought the Seahawks' defense, because it looks so legit right now, that's two weeks in a row. If they keep playing like this. Uh, all of a sudden, they're a Super Bowl contender. I did not think they were Super Bowl contender three weeks ago because defense wasn't good. Now I'm changing my mind.
0: I thought they were Super so Bowl well contender. By the way, the, the Bengals should petition the league to include that three-yard rule, and Randy Bullock would have two more wins, and the, <laughs> the Bengals would be much better than they are now. No, I, I look, Breach, you know why the defense is better. Jamal Adams is, is back, and your guy Carlos Dunlap is a huge benefit to that defense as an edge rusher, and also, you know, you mentioned it. Uh, Kyler Murray was hurt last week, and then this week the Eagles' offense is one big walking pile of ineptitude. But I think they are better, and I I don't remember what what I ranked. I think last week I had – it was the Saints-Packers-Seahawks. I I still think that's the order for me right now in the NFC. Saints-Packers-Seahawks, I think it's the order I had last time we spoke about this.
2: I would go Saints-Rams-Packers. Yeah, you keep going with the Rams. I don't get that. Better defense. Defense is going to matter in the playoffs. It does. You spent
0: 30 minutes talking about Russell Wilson overcoming everything, and now you're going with Jared Goff over Russell Wilson. Think about that for a second.
2: Well, the whole point was if Russell Wilson played with the defense that didn't suck, he'd win 12 it, games.
0: Breach just explained to you, as I explained to you previously, this defense doesn't suck anymore. They're yeah, just, right. now, they,
2: well, I'm going to explain to you something.
0: I'm ready. I'm holding on.
2: No. I'm going to get this out of the way because I don't want to hear it in the next few weeks. Do you know what the Seahawks schedule looks like?
1: Uh The easiest schedule, literally it's in the history. The of The easiest NFL.
2: schedule in the history of football. I do not want to hear it in three weeks when the Seahawks defense is ranked twelfth in DVOA. I don't want to hear it.
0: DVOA counts for the strength of schedule,
2: numb nuts. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to hear <laughs> any. Stats. Oh, you just say you don't want to hear it. Period. I think. I think the Seahawks are trending a. I think the Seahawks are trending a little bit like the 2019 Chiefs in that they. That's good hit a lull, that team have a really good quarterback, have some great weapons, and the defense is going to start to cover around as the playoffs get, come here. But it's Giants, Jets, Washington, Rams, 49ers.
0: But wait, how is this an argument for your Rams at number two? I don't understand where you're going with
2: this. I'm not trying to argue against the Rams. I'm just saying the Seahawks' defense is going to look really good over the next four weeks.
0: But you have the Rams second behind the Saints, right?
2: Is that what you just said? I have the Rams second, yes.
0: Okay, then why are you defending the Seahawks?
2: I'm telling you in advance, I don't want to hear you over the next four weeks try to. Call oh, I see. Okay, and proppings up of the Seahawks defense, but you're still, still
0: confident in the Rams. I got you. Yeah, very all right, you're just telling us to shut up ahead of time about the Seahawks because correct the Rams may not win pretty, but you think
2: I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a toss-up in this division. I mean, it's the, I think I think the Rams are going to beat the Cardinals twice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think we talked about we don't know the health of. Tyler Murray, and if he's not hundred percent, who knows what's going on there. I think Cliff Kingsbury, you've talked about this a lot, is very conservative. You know, he looks like uh, the guy driving the Ferrari, you know, with his, yeah. with no with no shirt on. <laughs>
2: Thirty miles an hour, no shirt on, I like this, stuff. Right. Yeah, man,
0: Like Matthew McConaughey would drive a Ferrari with their shirt. All right,
2: on. all right, all right. Um the Ross and DK is unstoppable. Yeah. It has like Jerry Rice uh Joe Montana stuff to man, it. That's it's bold. crazy.
0: I was thinking I think Carson that, Palmer, Chad, Ojasenka, but I can go with that.
2: I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, he's an, he ain't, an he, animal.
0: He is, but, I mean, he ain't Jerry Rice. Let's settle down.
2: Yeah. In the By sense, the way,
0: don't tell him he's not Megatron.
2: In the sense that he's not Jerry Rice, because he's bigger and stronger and faster and should have more touchdowns. At, like, he's ahead of Jerry Rice right now on pace in terms of his stats. Yeah, no I'm uh, sure.
1: Well, Russell Wilson said earlier this year he thinks that uh he and DK Metcalf can break Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison's all-time touchdown record, which Peyton Manning said in 2016 was the one record he thought he would hold his entire life cuz he didn't think it would ever be broken.
2: What is it? It's like 216 115. 115?
1: Close. They're they're uh, <laughs> That wasn't close. But uh, number number 2 is 93, so no one's even gotten within 15
2: of it. 115 of I feel like they're breaking that. Next year he feeds DK in the red zone. DK is an animal down the field. He, if you get him in in the open field, he just runs like a but like you're a, so, a spell that, on steroids.
0: He has to play at least ten years, and I mean that's that's a huge assumption there.
2: Well, yeah, if he plays four years, then that's over.
0: But how many wide receivers play at that level for ten years? Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison, T.O. Man, hmm, it's
2: his second year.
0: Yeah, no, but
2: wide receiver in the NFL right now.
0: But you need eight more years at that level. That's all I'm saying. Like Even Antonio Brown burned out pretty quickly for different reasons. But, you know, it, it could be. Oh, any-
2: I mean, if if DK Metcalf ends up being like Antonio Brown, then, yes, that's a problem. Right
1: now, he's But 22. also, if he's putting up he's these 22. huge numbers. If he's putting up these huge numbers that he's going to get to 115, uh, the Seahawks are going to have to pay him eventually about $22 million per year.
2: So? You pay that guy whatever he wants.
0: Breach, Britson just told you a few minutes ago, don't bring up numbers to him. All he's worried about is the bottom line, and the bottom line is they're breaking the record. They're not breaking the record. But they're fun to watch. I mean, it's great. I think this is what Russ has been looking for. The real loser in this is Tyler Lockett, unfortunately, who's awesome. Um, but I mean...
2: D.K. Metcalf, by the way, it's our buddy Joe Fan, friend of the pod, said playing in Philadelphia could have been home, but the Eagles opted not to draft him. Quote, I've got to make them pay.
0: Yeah, remember when I said that stuff doesn't matter? Turns out I was wrong. The motivation. <laughs>
2: this is tough, too. Uh Ruben Frank of uh NBC Sports tweets this. J-Jaw. What does that mean? You know who J-Jaw is? Mm-hmm. Do you know who's J-Jaw? That's the guy that you
3: guys hyped up in the off season as being a valuable contributor to the Eagles J-Jaw. offense. Oh, he's I go got gotcha. you. thought he was some hip-hop guy or something.
2: 214 gotcha. career yards. Tonight, DK Metcalf at 177.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked he has 214 career yards. Right? I thought it was like 56.
2: <laughs> no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Wilson, why are you fading DK Metcalf? What are you talking about? What? I just put it, I put the audio in there.
1: I don't think he's fading DK Metcalf. He's just he saying that getting to 115
2: touchdowns. touchdowns. No, cause he got one tonight. He should have had two. So he has 17 career touchdowns. In 27 career games, this is a bad fade, man. Buy it. it. Buy all the DK Metcalf stock you can buy. Stop fading him.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm fading him because I don't think he's going to get 100. And... What's the record? Reach 117.
3: 115. I mean, 115. Russell Wilson's 32. Does that
0: come <laughs> into play at all?
2: I, I, I'll i bet you. I'll bet you Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf played together for eight years.
0: What's the parlay if they break the record with Russell Wilson as also staying uh, being 42 year old? Forty-two years old when they accomplish it. So that's right, so what for, do they
2: need. He's averaging, let's say he averages eight touchdowns a year. Oh, that's like
1: twelve years. So Russ is gonna be forty-four. Okay, now it's gonna take eight years at the pace they're
2: going. Oh yeah, I'll take. Yeah, I'll. Be, I'll take the bet. Anybody want to take the bet? Hundred yes. bucks.
0: I'll bet Come you. On. I'll bet you ten million dollars. It doesn't. The happen.
2: good news is we'll all be alive. We'll still be friends. We'll still be betting.
0: That's well, to be the
2: right, So hundred, hundred bucks. I will take DK and Russ to beat. Peyton and Marvin.
0: That's fine. I'm happy. I'll take take that. If if Wilson doesn't, I'll take that. No, we're both taking
3: it. I'll take all
2: the action you want.
0: Yeah, exactly. He'll never pay, so it's fine.
2: Eight years from now, (laughs) I wrote it down. Are you in in or out, Breach? What's the bet? No, hundred bucks. Metcalf and Ross beat Manning.
1: Like a hundred bucks in current value or accounting for inflation it's eight years from like now.
2: It's a hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin and then whatever the Bitcoin value is in eight years. No, I just gotta
1: the- double check, man, cause a hundred dollars right now is going to be worth like $80. But no one's holding an in interest, so it doesn't matter.
0: By the way, well, maybe you- we should
1: put it into an annuity so the money can grow.
2: Maybe we should you put s- it Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> you, skipped, you skipped over the part right over where Breach said, okay, I just wrote it down. And then he said, what's the bet? <laughs> Look at the sheet of paper you just wrote it on.
2: Alright, Breach, you in or out? I'm out. He's out. Wow, ooh. <laughs> you
0: can't trust Breach. Right, That's a I
1: break. got a hundred bucks. I'll be the referee of this bet. I'll make got sure Brinton pays when he
2: loses. Yeah, that guy breaks his legs. next week, it's going to be.
0: <laughs> I mean, this, this is worse than, this is worse than the Garrett Bradbury Trent Williams parlay.
2: That's how right. man this
1: bit is. What about the Mitchell Trubisky MVP? Oh my God. single-handedly bringing his odds down.
2: <laughs> right, he's 140 away. to one. It not that crazy. How long is it, this podcast? 45 minutes? What are we doing? Uh, Dog won't stop. He's just standing on the porch barking. It's ridiculous. Okay. He's like, how are you guys not done? All like, right. Shut so up. hide the elf.
0: So Debo, are the Eagles done? No. Uh, playoff. Okay. You're not over. You're not willing to say that. Breach. Are the Eagles done in your mind?
1: Uh the Eagles. Have you seen their schedule? They play the Packers next week. They play the Saints. That's three, nine, and one. Then they play the Cardinals, Cowboys, and Washington. They win two of those at best, getting them to five, ten, and one. Does five ten and one the win the division? Because if yeah, not, six, they're done.
0: Six wins is the division winner.
1: My you speaker. think Daniel Jones is getting the six wins? Because
2: Daniel Jones is injured.
0: I don't. I think Daniel Jones is getting the seven
1: wins.
2: The best part Boy. is I'm paying off this like if I lose this Harrison bet. I'm paying it off with the winnings from the Washington football team division championship.
0: I think it's telling that the Cowboys have the longest odds to win the division.
1: And Brenton's betting on a team that plays the Steelers, the Forty ers and the Seahawks in the next three weeks. All right.
2: Well, I, I, don't think, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Washington is bad. Uh,
1: they're I think all, all just the other schedule. They're going to be an underdog
2: in all well, these three okay, those games. Look, we we talked about Carson Wentz for thirty minutes. He sucks. Daniel Jones is yeah, harsh. Colt McCoy sucks. No offense, Colt. Andy Dalton, we've talked about him for 10 years on this podcast. Unquestionably, inevitably, The sucks. best regular season
1: quarterback. Sucks. in NFL.
2: Sucks. <laughs> and Now we have Alex Smith, who does not suck. And the best defensive line of all these teams. Yeah, you get the defense is the
0: part that you lead with.
2: Yeah. It'll, and it'll, the it'll, best coach, too. Ron?
0: Riverboat, Riviera. If, if, uh,
2: if you're picking a head coach right now, this head coaching in the NFC East is going sideways. Would
1: everyone stick with the team they originally picked, knowing what we know after Week 12? Like, Daniel Jones is injured. Ryan, would you stick with the Giants? I'm all in on the Giants. Oh, stop it. Daniel- are you still with the Eagles? I am all in.
2: <laughs> I oh, my almost. goodness. I'm still <laughs> with the Cowboys. Wait, 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 wait. All three of you, well, I guess Ryan won, but his quarterback got hurt. And he's all in. Y'all odds. morons. In. I mean, what, what are the, the odds for Washington? I'm going to hammer this. Talk. This is
0: like watching, like, you blindfold a bunch of three-year-olds and tell them to try to win a race. And, like, you you go halfway there and, like, one's ahead of the other. You're not shaking. Ch- you don't care.
2: It's right, just it's uh, blind uh, luck. What do we think the odds are that the NFL goes to eight playoff spots? I feel like it's kind of high.
0: I don't know. I mean, they're trying their hardest to make sure they get all these games in, and I feel like they just want everything to be as close to normal as possible.
2: Well, just think about it.
1: We had this nightmare coming out of Thanksgiving. That I don't know how the NFL didn't account for or think about this, Uh, the fact that everyone's going to be with their families and there was going to be a crazy spread. Oh, guess what happens right at the end of the regular season? Oh, Christmas. Oh, that whole entire week where people are going to hang out with their family. And if you deal with this situation in Week 16 and Week 17 – uh, now you've dug yourself a deep hole, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going to the and, and
2: Breach, to your point, so you have teams that are going to be playing at the end of the season, playoff teams who are going to be, like, locked in. The coaches are telling them, like, hey, man, like, look, stay at the facility, go straight home, you know, see your family, come right back, play, practice, don't see anyone, avoid all contact. And the, But they're going to be playing teams who are – so far out of the playoffs. Right. Like if you're the, the Jets, Jets, like, you do whatever you want. You're <laughs> like not I'm listening fu- to Adam Gase and It's like I'm twenty two and I've got five million dollars in the bank and you want me to just go home and hang out and play Xbox? I don't think so.
0: Maybe they should take that week eighteen and use it as a buy. Just like a, a like a get everyone healthy buy.
2: I've been saying this for the entire season. They need to have a two week break between the regular season and the playoffs. Test, rest, reset.
0: Oh, you need one more. Word
1: but but Ryan the problem with that us. is, what are those people doing during that two week break? You know, like you take the you take
2: the playoff teams. and You say, hey, look, you're a part of the playoff roster. Put them in the bubble. You're in the bubble.
0: Yeah, or do the same thing you did with them during training camp. I mean, they can. They're not going to be. You know, the, the you're holidays you're are bubble holidays everybody are for
2: the playoffs. And once you're eliminated, I mean, it's one game. You're out. You're you're done.
0: Go so crazy. And you can even get rid of the the extra bye week between the championship game and the Super Bowl. Just use that bye week earlier. And that way, if you're concerned about I, that. I though, saw I
2: mean, Mike Silver reporting on NFL media that they would, could play the Super Bowl as late March 17th.
0: That's been the talking point for a while. I'm sure Breach knows the exact dates. That's
1: yeah, I'm really sorry about it.
2: But I mean, it does make sense. Like if, cause it's one thing to make the Broncos play with Kendall Hinton in week 12. In their and just day. to be
0: clear, we talked about this in the podcast yesterday. It was explained by Adam Schefter why they did it because it was contained to that group and Breach sort of mentioned this sure. last night.
2: No, and, but, but I'm saying that. It's totally different if you have, uh, hypothetically, Chiefs and Titans in the divisional round and Patrick Mahomes can't play. All right, we talked about that too. Exactly. But that's that's a problem.
0: This is basically like, you know, how we used to ma- to wonder how Roger could punish people and just whatever whim came across his mind that's how he punished because it's random. I think it's the same way with this. It, yes. I, I Kendall it. Hinton well, has to start. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is
2: sick. Uh, we're going to have to wait two weeks. <laughs> they're like, who is Kendall Hinton? It's like, he's your... Your guy, All right. That's it. That's a show. Lasted a long time. That's pretty weird good. how when we do Eagles shows that Devo doesn't try to rush out of here. I did I
3: like send a let's wrap message about 17 <laughs> minutes ago, but good point. I,
2: why would I have these alerts? I don't. You just got to look at
3: you gotta look at Slack and tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, sorry. I see it. You
2: said can't break shortly. And then got 14, like, tweets from uh, Breach and uh, Wilson. Anyway, that's the show. See you guys tomorrow. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band YouTube. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.